Welcome, welcome to the first uh, live adventure zone we've done in about 37 years. Uh, do you all, all want to introduce yourselves and the characters you will be portraying this evening? Our father. Thank you, son. <laughs> uh, let's start at the far end. Justin. And just to be clear, Dad can't willingly take it straps under his shirt. I t- Dad had me tie it onto his nude flesh, his arm. <laughs> he is so pot committed to that wooden arm, guys. Uh, just- Hi, my name is Justin McElroy. I'll be portraying the role of the elven wizard Taco. And <laughs> thank you. And uh, I am. I am extremely excited to play Dungeons and Dragons yeah, right baby. now. I'm pumped. Let's go. Skip these two. Let's play. <laughs> Roll for initiative. I win. My name is Clint McElroy, and oh, you already know the rest. I play Merle High Church. A a beach dwarf with fanny pack. Dad, is that the one for sale at McElroyMerch.com? Why, yes, it is, Justin. These are still available in a couple of different colors and patterns. I love the pattern, but can't I buy it as wrapping paper? Oh, of course you can, Justin, if that's what you so <laughs> desire. I'm just impressed that Dad came out here with, help, with his Extreme Teen Bible and not the children's book that he's been selling at all of our live shows. <laughs> we have a second act, Griffin. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, my name is Travis McGray, and I play Mangus. Bur- no, sorry. <laughs> Magnus Burnside's the fighter. Although, Mangus would be a pretty cool character. Uh, yeah, it's mine. Don't take it, old man. Okay. Would that be a Mangus, or would it be a Mangus? A man mongoose, maybe? Yeah, that's nothing. Uh, I'm Griffin McGray. I'm playing everyone else. And uh, let's... Let's, uh, let's begin. Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Yes. Here we go. Okay. Stage lights snap on from rigging suspended high above, burning your eyes as they adjust from the darkness that filled the room moments ago. Your mind reels with a question as you squint away tears. Where the shit am I? To which your own mind answers, I do not know. Okay, Griffin, but what's happening in the game? <laughs> Last you remember, you were settling in for the evening in your respective beds, or if you all want, in a big, adorable, triple-decker bunk bed. Oh, not one big bed? That, sure, they could also be, that could also be a thing. Your senses faded as you embraced your slumber, and then those same senses were flooded with the sights and sounds before you now. The cheering, well, you're used to by now. It's coming from all around you, from an audience you're unable to see through the brilliant spotlights shining down upon you. What you can see, oh sure, 
It's like I can hear them now. What you can see is a structure towering in front of you, a tiered, pyramid-esque tower with colorful and garish chambers with purposes you can't quite discern. You can smell some truly incredible, mouth-watering aromas wafting down from on high, the origin point for which are unclear. You can taste, well, nothing at the moment. The excitement, sure, you can taste the excitement. And you can feel dozens of eyes glaring down upon you, eyes filled with excitement and judgment. They're the glinting yellow eyes of massive writhing serpents floating a hundred feet in the air. Serpents that are, upon further inspection, attached to the scalp of an enormous aged but still excruciatingly handsome head, which is similarly attached to the towering body wearing a pristine white chef's coat. And this enormous being smiles as the lights hit him, and he begins his spiel. Taco from TV. You, you once knew him as the world's most popular traveling chef slash performer. Until one fateful whoopsie in the kitchen left a bad taste in the mouths of a town full of unfortunate yokels. Can this disgraced gourmand, with the help of his bumbling associates, reclaim his honor and impress our judges with his feats of courage and cookery. Let's find out. I'm Chef Gorgon Ramsay. So proud. I'm so proud of you right now. I love you so much. Oh, I'm Chef Gorgon Ramsay, and this is the Ziggurat. Let's meet our contestants. You there, Jerry Garcia, what's your story? <laughs> what? A great Well, sign. I have a, an ice cream Who's named after talking? me. Who's this talking? Who's this talking right now? Um, there we are. Man, that kills the other joke. That's not I am Merle High Church. That's okay. not Merle Is either. Merle High Church 300 years in the future? <laughs> Marty! No! Marty McFly! Wait a minute, what voice do you want me to use? Marty <laughs> I know he's in there, Dad! Let him out! Can we speak tomorrow? Okie doke! No! Which voice? No! Has it been that long? Well, it was kind of a Christopher Lloyd voice. Okay, that's fine. Close there. enough. Wow. But you know, the pressures of touring. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, Merle High Church. And I'm a beach cleric. And I'm not sure what you want me to say, but I'm happy to be here at the cigarette. I mean, typically we get a little bit of your backstory and oh. sort of your uh, cooking background. And well, it all started in a small 50,000 watt radio station in Fresno, California. Just a kid and a crazy dream. And I, I make scrambled eggs whenever I'm called upon. That's about it. You have not met my admittedly extremely low expectations. <laughs> and you there, muscle man. You think you're all impressive with all your muscles? Yes, I do. I'm Magnus Burnsides. Yeah. Hero, folk hero, fighter hero. Aspiring cooking hero. I've been reading cooking magazines and learning from them, self-taught, by cooking magazines. 
I'm pretty good, I'd say. Uh, one step below taco would be myself. Below taco, not quite equal yet. That's, from what I've heard, that's uh, not far off, eh? <laughs> hey there. All right. Taco from TV. Uh, annihilated any villages lately? Ooh. Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bystander of that, to be fair. Hi, I'm Taco from TV. They're already in the pocket for me, which doesn't seem too great for you. I'm the world's greatest television chef. I was trained in a spiritual plane by Ephemeral Lagasse, and I'm so happy to be here to show you what I'm made of. He says, uh, well, hopefully this will be the chance of uh, at redemption that you've uh, no doubt been looking for. I did for. save the multiverse, but sure, let's make some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'll prove myself that way with a nice chicken colon. He says, uh, today's challenge is simple. The three of you will scale the ziggurat, braving its challenges as you collect ingredients along the way. At the peak, you'll find a fully stocked pantry and kitchen where you'll prepare the most delicious meal and preferably least poisoned meal of your career. Succeed, and you'll receive the honor of becoming the new champion of the ziggurat. Fail, and you'll join the pantheon of shame. And he gestures and a light illuminates a platform filled with rows of chefs, all frozen in stone with expressions of pain and fear. Well, no wonder they failed, they're all frozen. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen, have any of you seen the ziggurat? I don't really watch TV. I don't have one in the home. I think it's bad for you. That's Magnus saying that, not Travis. I used to have a few episodes when I taped over them with the Fantasy Olympics. You know how it goes. Kids' tape used to be how you would record <laughs> TV shows, and then sometimes you would tape over on. Them. Thousands Dad, of VHS. Dad tapes. had over a thousand with a corresponding card catalog. Pre digital era, he would just have these four by three. No, don't cheer for it. it don't was, cheer for it. It was a dysfunction. It was dysfunction. I was ahead of my time. And I'm still ahead of my time because now I don't even have a VHS player. Sure. He says, before you throw your lives to the whims of fate and flavor, do you have any questions? Is this a dream? <laughs> okay. I get that a lot. How did we get here? That wasn't an answer, though. That I was just looking for, it was like, yes or no. You, uh, it's more about the destination than the journey, isn't it? Oh, so you're just going to ignore my question and move over to his? Okay. Oh, but whose dream? What? Oh? Exactly. Oh, boy. He bends down, and his giant hand reaches in and pinches you on the shoulder. Ow. Yeah. That means nothing. Maybe not. <laughs> you can get pinched in a dream. I don't know why people think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I can fly in a dream, but I can't get pinched? Let's begin scaling the ziggurat, he says. Okay. And a door slides open, and you step foot into the first floor of the ziggurat. This looks like the first floor of the ziggurat. And in doing so, step foot into a twilit wheat field. 
A soft wind blows the chest-high stalks of wheat around in hypnotic waves. In the distance, you see three scarecrows watching over the crop positioned about 50 feet away from each other. They're not identical. One appears ragged, barely clinging to the stake, holding it off the ground. The second is holding together well, dressed in folksy attire. The third appears to have a glowing, horrible smile and is moving, kind of? Each is positioned in a small circular clearing, but what else sits inside that clearing is unclear. Oh, what? it's an unclearing. The door disappears behind you as it shuts. What do you do? I want to attack them. Let's not. I mean, we don't need to rush in anything. I'm going to... Um, ah! I'm going to do a... Um, uh, I'm going to do a perception check, see what I notice oh, right. about these. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. For you, physical dice. Here we go. For you, a chunky, delicious uh, 13 plus 5, 18. Uh, okay. Uh, the wheat is moving. Uh, not, oh, God. Okay, good. Not from the wind that's blowing through it. You see uh, odd sort of erratic movements. You can tell that it is uh, moving sort of more uh, quickly with a little bit more activity uh, closer to the scary scarecrow than it is to the sort of ragged scarecrow. Is it kind of an evil movement or good just question. like a or more mm. neutral movement? Is it a comforting moving wheat? Yeah. I mean, have you ever been in a wheat field no. and seen it moving and been like, ah, good. <laughs> no. I like, I like this. You know, though, can I be honest? I don't know if I've ever been in a wheat field. Now yeah, I, don't I, think I have either. Yeah, actually. now that I think about it, I don't know what to expect. Um, I you, cast I will, detect velociraptors. <laughs> I will also give you taco. Because He's dumb. He's too damn dumb. <gasps> you are uh, taller than the rest. Uh, Jurassic Park. It was a Jurassic Park joke. Is Taco taller than Magnus? The hat. With the hat, yeah. Um, and we've never mentioned this before, but Taco's eyes are on top of his hat. Yes. Uh, around each scarecrow is a, a table with some foodstuffs on it. Ooh, okay. Uh, you can't quite tell the nature of the foodstuffs, but there are foodstuffs around each scarecrow. One more question. Yes, please. Is the wheat taller than Merle? Yeah. Fellas? Yeah, you want to get on my back? Guys! Okay, I gotcha, and I hoist him up on my shoulders. Oh, God, how embarrassing. Okay, make a, make a, make a strength check. He's, he's not a... A 17 oh, plus 5. You fucking throw him into the sky. Whoops! You should be able to overshoot checks. Yeah, for You're sure. too good. Uh, no, you get him up on your shoulders. Merle, I... how long have you been waiting for this opportunity? Uh, never. Okay. Can I make a pride check? Yeah, but I'm going to give you a negative 10 to that stat. I don't know what I'd roll. What do you see um, now, Merle? Uh, there's food. Yeah, can you make out any of it? Uh, I don't know. Let me make an insight check. What the Investigation fuck? Investigation would be best, more. I had the first letter right. Well, maybe he wants to know if the food is lying. All right, so what is food? Hmm, good insight. Mm. Let's speak on that. That is a 11. Uh, okay, with an 11, you can tell that uh, the three tables around each of the three scarecrows have foodstuffs of varying quality. 
the very scary scarecrow has some good-looking bread and other stuff around it, while the raggedy one has some moldy-looking busted baked goods. Enough farting around, Magnus makes for the goods. Which, in which direction? The good one. Okay. I'm not going for the shitty food. Okay, and Merle, you go with him? I, I not can't, really I up guess to Merle. I have much choice, yeah. Okay. That's right, you're catching a little ride. I'm gonna go to the bad food. Oh, okay. Uh, tis, a, tis a poor craftsman that blames his tools. Sure. Uh, Magnus and Taco, please make dexterity saving throws. Son of a... Uh, 13 plus two, a 15. A natural 20? Holy shit. That's a flip wizard right there. Uh, we'll start with Taco. Uh, Taco, this, this wheat that path that you are following toward the raggedy scarecrow uh, is itself pretty beaten down. Uh, and so it is that you can see, as you wander towards this raggedy scarecrow, uh, a about dinner plate-sized single oat with arms and feet uh, holding a, uh, a little knife. It's cute as hell. And sorry, an oat? Just a single oat. <laughs> it is a. It's a. It, you'll know this because of your cooking background. It's an oat sprite. Uh, this oat sprite is holding a knife, and he's like, ah! uh, and he slashes at you. But uh, you're so fast that you just kind of dodge out of the way, and a stiff wind picks him up and just blows him away. And you look up and you think, oh, that's weird. And you look over just in time to see Magnus topple over, shrieking as he is slashed. On a 15? With many knives as several dozen oat sprites uh, take him to the ground. Uh, Hey, hey everybody, be careful. There's oat sprites. Uh, Don't drop me. Don't drop me. Don't drop me. No, you're both going down. Magnus and Merle, you both take 11 points of slashing damage as you are surrounded by oat sprites uh, who are now holding you down and cutting into you with gleeful laughter. (sighs) (laughs) So have I made it to the food yet? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry, you were halfway there when you saw your friends getting... uh, Okay, just checking. Yeah, I mean, they got it. Sure. Uh, hey, do you guys got it? Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you get to the clearing with the table in it, and there's a scarecrow uh, on a stake, and sort of surrounding that stake is a, uh, a big round table uh, with a meager selection of ingredients, a moldy loaf of whole wheat bread, a half a sheath of saltines, and a trio of rock-hard dinner rolls. Mmm. This is not a puzzle. I choose Jesus's rolls. <laughs> I take I take them in a bag. Okay. That I brought. Roll from a dexterity home. saving throw. Son of a. It's just dumb. Four. <laughs> How do you not pick up a roll? Yeah, you're gonna pick up a roll. Uh, oh, it was a roll you reach, roll. You reach down and you scoop all the stuff into the bag and you feel uh, like a broom hitting you in the side of the head as this raggedy ass scarecrow hanging off his stake is just like... <laughs> you take one point of bludgeoning damage and he's like... <laughs> Got you. <laughs> it's, it's rude, honestly. It's rude. Yeah. You want more? I got more rolls inside of my body. <laughs> Wait, do you, do you really? 
Yeah, reach in and get them. I got more bread. Yeah, okay, sure. I reach in and get Make it. Make a dexterity bre- saving throw. I reach into his bread basket. Yeah. Just for you. That's a 10 plus three. Uh, he hits you with both of his arms this time, like pop, pop, and you take two points of bludgeoning damage. There's no fucking bread in there, man. You fell for the oldest trick in the all book. The, I got rolls in my tummy. Oldest trick in the book. I mean, I guess he's filled with straw. I don't know if that's... Hey, do you have a, a soul? <laughs> of course. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to my lord and savior. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna just go <laughs> if that's... No, wait. Hold on. Wait, man. <laughs> Shh. Yeah. Hold on, man. Yeah. You're not going to hit me Shh, again. Listen. <laughs> All right. Will you reach inside me again? <laughs> Come I'm on. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to bop you. But I don't have much else going for me. I'm a raggedy-ass scarecrow in a game show that might or might not be even be in a dream. Let me, I'll tell you what. Let me help you get down. Thank you. Then you can go on your way. Great, right, you're sentient. Sure. Do you, have, do you have legs? I got a steak. All right. <laughs> Cook with the steak. Do you go to help him down? Yeah, I'll help okay, him down. Okay, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 16 plus 3, 19. I mean, he, he swings at you again, but you dodge him. He's like, oh, you're learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're, you're actually rude, and I am leaving now. Goodbye. Okay. I love you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I get it. Magnus and Merle, you both are being uh, cut with mini blades. You said it's like dinner-sized blade oats, right? Yeah, but it's like 40 of them. Okay, Magnus is going to stand up. Uh, okay. I could pick up 40 dinner plates, Griffin. It wouldn't be easy, but like... Could you pick up 40 sentient killer dinner plates with could blades? Mag- okay, I'm saying... Compare me to Magnus, and I think that covers the sentience. Okay, yes, you can stand up. Okay. You're standing. Thank you. Merle? Merle cast fired storm. Fuck. Hey, guys. Damn, on himself. Damn, Damn Dad. Just, I, just I, a I, heads up. Dad went through his spells yesterday, and I could hear him across the room keep going, I can do that? Yeah. That's something I can do while I'm definitely memorizing that one. I'm going to memorize all the spells I've never used before. Yeah, sure. So hold on to your butts, folks. Yeah. It's going to get weird. None of that healing shit tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's played out. Yeah, he's trying something new. That's old school. No more huge, helpful heals from Clint McElroy. Uh -uh. Hold on. Jesus Christ. The area of the storm consists of up to 10 10-foot cubes, which you can arrange as you wish. Dad, what level spell did you use to kill small oats? Seven. Papa! Papa! Wait a minute. And the scarecrow, the mean scarecrow. 
Okay, hey. We're on the hey. first level of the ziggurat. Check it. Hey, everyone, make dexterity saving throws. No. No. They do his, not. It's of his choice. Because I can arrange it in whatever shape I want with the 10-foot cube, so I'm arranging it to not hit myself, Magnus, and Taco. You have created a monster in me. A l yes. He has gained the power of literacy and okay. now is unstoppable. You'll never bring him down now that he can read. Well, not just read, <laughs> comprehend. Okay. Here. Casting those seventh level spells will really dehydrate you. So here's what seventh happens. Level. Uh, that kills gods, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you. There is heat and light that you all feel immediately. Classic fires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there maybe a smell of, like, burning? It smells great. It smells like you're in a fucking Panera Bread. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, and just as quickly as it, just a flash oven that just goes and then is gone, and now you are all standing in four maybe the third or fourth time in your adventuring careers, a blighted, burned hellscape of your own creation. Now, I assume the food's fine. Now, the food that Taco has put in his bag is fine. The raggedy-ass scarecrow got a crit on his save, so he is just like, what the fuck? A crit, wait, a good crit or a bad crit? A good crit. crit. Okay. He's like, this was my home. It's not much, but it's all I got. <laughs> Did he kill the bad scarecrow? The other that I scarecrows hated? are, they're not even there anymore. <laughs> they will need to be identified via dental <laughs> prints. Oh, yeah. Did he mention the teeth? They have huge, distinguishable teeth. There is no wheat. There is no other ingredients that have survived the burning. There are also like about 10 oat sprites still sort of clinging on to the two of you that like just like back off. Like, we're, all, we're so sorry. Please, this is a game. It's a game show. Grab them and put them in our bags. No. Yes. Yes. Wheat. We could grind them up and make bread. Uh, I'm going to need an animal handling check from the two of you to gather up as many oat sprites. I'm as not complicit in this. Okay, Merle, I need an animal handling check from you to gather animal up. Animal handling. Yes, that would be an 11. Okay, I'll let you get a couple dinner size. <laughs> you need to hmm, ethically <laughs> neutralize them. They will be sort of scrambling around in whatever sort of sack you've got. Okay. Um, do I have any gluten-based spells? Well, I just kind of take them in and tap, pop, tap, pop, <laughs> pop, pop. Yeah, they just, they just, as oats do, go limp, uh, and you gather up a couple yeah. of them. Uh, Magnus, you still have some on you, or are you just going to... Get away from here. <laughs> it's not safe anymore. <laughs> Remember the day I saved you. Benevolent Savior. They I, I'm not with him, by the way. If, the, if there's more of you somewhere, please don't be mad. Uh, as uh, the smoke clears, you all see that a, a staircase has lifted up from... Well, it was actually there all along. It's just you can <laughs> see it now because you burned fucking everything else in this room. The stairway leads to a door uh, in the sky. 
I'm going to take some of the uh, just random robot arms from my back. Uh, from my bag. I mean, okay. I've always got some, and just uh, stick them into the scarecrow, give them legs, and say, "You get out of here too, man. Be free." Wow, you gave me robot arm legs. It's just what I've always wanted. Better than a steak. Get out of here. You're right. You're right. And then I go up the stairs. Okay. Oh, I get I get his email address so we can stay Sure, inside. sure, sure. You all reach the top of the stairs, and upon cresting the top step. You, they disappear behind you. Paul, please, the next music cue of the, I think it's called tension music. Wow, tense. It deposits you in another enormous outdoor scene. This one, however, I, I have written here is not as peaceful as the last. You're met with the smell of smoke and decay. But... You, you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't anticipate Dad losing his soul. Yeah. Somewhere. You stand on a hilltop overlooking a battlefield stretching between two great castles. Each fly a great flag above a burning citadel, one sporting a proud and noble banana, the other a brilliant green stalk of broccoli. And blanketing the battlefield are fruits, vegetables, and the rusted armaments they wielded in what appears to have been a terrible and costly war. Joining you on the hilltop upon which you stand is a single figure seated by a tent and a roaring fireplace. They look large and cylindrical, dressed in brown robes that obscure their appearance. And as they sense you, uh, your arrival, they speak. And they say, Come and sit by the fire a spell. Okay. Yep. He gestures you towards the fireplace. says, I do not know what brings you to this. Do you have any cushions? Oh, yes, I, oh, one moment. He stands up and goes in the tent and brings you three cushions. Where are my manners? Any marshmallows? No, yeah, any food that you acquire here must be earned through combat. What the fuck? Even marshmallows? <laughs> Even marshmallows. He pulls back his hood and you, uh, you see that uh, this, this figure is actually a sentient man-sized cucumber. And oh, I was so afraid you were going to say marshmallow and I would have been so embarrassed. <laughs> he says, uh, so uh, thine quest is the same as the others, I imagine. Oh, huh? You, you, uh, you collect we, ingredients. We need groceries, well. yeah, for sure. That is an insulting, the most insulting way that you could phrase that. Okay. But you did just say if I wanted food, I'd have to earn it. But I said it in a sort of ominous and sort of fantastic You also way. said thine, and I wasn't going to mention it, but if you're going to talk about the way we phrase things, grow up, man. I'm afraid that it is too late. Look around you. The uh -huh. fallen crusaders at our feet have become nourishment for the soil upon which they have died. Oh, I'll just get those. Yeah. Mm. They're all spoiled and yucky. Convenient. I mean, not all of them, and I look at them real hard. Mm. I'm afraid... Don't do... Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Be cool, bro. <laughs> there is no food or ingredients to be had here. And then you hear a voice from the tent say, forget not the reliquary. And the cucumber says, ah, yes, of course. I, 
I am Sir Lawrence of the Vegetable Kingdom. <laughs> and if it is fresh produce you seek, you must first provide for me fair compensation. What do you, what do you want? What does a cucumber want? God, I've wondered that so many times in my life. I when mean, I'm other, high. <laughs> other than, than your hairbrush, obviously, yeah. your misplaced hairbrush. <laughs> Friends. You are wise beyond your appearance. <laughs> you see, me and my squire, we are the last of our people. We seek not currency, we merely seek hope. We seek stories of worlds not blighted like our own, preferably featuring sentient fruits and vegetables as characters. We oh, ask yeah. you, we ask you for a veggie tale. And he gestures towards the tent and says, Come, Sir Robert. And a large tomato rolls out of the tent and sits by the fire. I assume Robert is of the fruit kingdom? It's complicated. <laughs> Culinarily, yes. Don't, don't, don't be an asshole about it. <laughs> Well, have we I got am, a tale not... for you? <laughs> there was once a field of wheat. No, no. this is nope, not this. No, <laughs> oh, not that grim. one. This sounds Too like grim. a tale of noble heroism and great sacrifice. One time, a young asparagus <laughs> faced off against a giant. Oh, armed only with a spear. No, it was a sling. It's fucking David and Goliath. Do not remember fucking Veggie Tales. Asparagus spear. That was what I was. I know, Dad, but okay. Sorry. Do you need a moment? Oh wait, does mushrooms count? Because we did that once. Yes. Merle started a whole religion on the mushroom planet. No. 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 Heretic. Technically, I started a whole religion on mushrooms. So, it, it, it's a slight gray area. I am bored, Sir Lawrence. I know. Give them, give them a chance. They seem convivial. Are you guys like way into the Judeo-Christian God or what? We are way into stories of heroism and noble sacrifice featuring preferably sentient fruits and vegetables. Why are you struggling? It seems like a pretty easy prompt. Uh, let's see. Once upon a time, there was an apple. Are you exquisite corpsing this? Because actually I'm changing the parameters, and that's exactly what I want now. Once upon a time, there was an apple. Farmer who, uh... No! It has to be a Cindy fruit of vegetable. There was one... This is backstory, Travis. Is the apple the farmer? It can't be. There can't be. Unless the apple farmer is like an aubergine or something. Like, it has to be. No. Did you hear that? He's a farmer who's an apple. Thank you. He's there was an apple farmer. farmer. Once okay. upon a time, there was an apple, comma, farmer. The tomato raises his hand. Yes. Does he grow humans? Taco? Yeah. And this apple farmer grew weed. And 
and he loved the stuff and couldn't he <sighs> the apple farmer well I don't need to tell you one day he heard a voice in his head and the voice said the voice said you know what the government is only policing marijuana because of big tobacco and big pharma. And I don't know, man, maybe do your best and fly below the radar. And then he... <laughs> Gave him a wink and a secret smile. It gave who a wink and a secret smile? It's Damn. a voice, a mysterious voice. The, okay, mysterious the voice, voice winked. The voice winked and he said, what will you have of me, oh Lord? That's there, right. That, La Lawrence perks up, ah, uh, here we go. Here's, this is my shit. And the Lord waved and in the, uh, in the leaves of the trees, he saw this message. <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, he will come. I'm sorry, if, he, if you build it, he will come? Was that it? Yes, and the... Apple farmer was like, build what? I'm, it's right up against harvest season. 420 just passed, so it is um, pretty dead here, honestly. What do you want me to build? I got some free time. And the voice responded, a dispensary. Um, Cost efficient. <laughs> yes, uh, you got to do some uh, integration. Uh, you're right now. You're providing product. You need to also sell the product, my man. What are you thinking? Your, your supply and demand and business and stuff. It really feels like it's gotten away from them, Sir Lawrence. And from that day forward, yeah, a good transition. He was known as Johnny Appleweed. <laughs> A critical hit. Yes. yes. Saved it. That's, a, that's lucky, actually. I was about to turn it into the Matrix, so. <laughs> uh, Sir Lawrence looks at you and says, I'd actually like to hear that. Yeah. That'll be on the DVD. <laughs> they confer for a moment, and then they nod, and he says, bring out, like, the... You know, like the okay, the okay reliquary. Take it. Yes, okay. And they go, uh, Sir Robert rolls into the tent and brings out uh, a small uh, wooden but refrigerated box uh, containing a, a very small selection of produce. You got your, your onions, your, your celery, and your garlic. Uh, and Broccoli gotta be... Uh, sure, I'll give you a broccoli and an apple just because of the story. And they're alive and we have to kill them? They are... Leave it to me! No, they're, they are... They, and here's what's fucked up. 
they are they have been sort of ritualistically ba- like buried and they are they have faces but they're it's very respectful and peaceful okay these were heroes to these people at and one consuming point. their flesh would be an honor to them absolutely it would be okay, an honor great not weird at all Mm-mm. i wrote that down in my notes thank you friends um we shall rebuild our kingdoms and... Can we go? Our children's children. I'm already going. We're yeah. done here, right? Oh, okay. Uh, take it. Take her sleazy. Um, I had some cheat codes for the next floor. Wait. But, oh, nope. Too, ah. too late. I didn't go anywhere. Nope. That's an escalator you're standing on. It's taking you up against your will. Once again, the escalator disappears as... It carries you up, and then you find yourself standing at the edge of a coliseum. The walls are transparent, and the audience outside in the game show studio is cheering as they see you come up into the chamber. Three podiums stand before you, each with a button featuring a different insignia. One, an adorable-looking pig. The second, a simple blue fish. The third features what looks like a white box with a question mark on it. Mystery meat. What do you do? Pig, 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 pig. Hmm. Why is everyone looking at me? You're the chef! I push the pig button. It it clicks and breaks and falls over. I press the mystery button. Ah! Yeah. Welcome to Railroad Kitchen. <laughs> you press the button that is a, has a white box with a question mark on it, and as you do, uh, the question mark smudges, and you realize it was actually just some dirt that got up on the button. Uh, and when that happens, I need all of you actually to make a dexterity saving throw. Could we do a different kind of saving throw that I'm good at? That was a nine. I got a four. Plus three. Seven. Wow, wow, wow. Now, what about a strength saving throw? I have a plus 10 to that. There will be time for that. That's a D12 dad just rolled with. No, that's fine. Let's go ahead and crank out a D20 real quick, Mac. That's a 12 again. Trust me, Clinton. Got lots of little faces, big numbers. Did you roll anything higher than a 12? Because that would be the first clue. I'm wrong. 14. Total? Yeah, I got no dexterity whatsoever, apparently. Oh, God, guys. There's a shadow that appears over you, and then a whistling noise, and then a sickening splorch noise. And oh, if it's the, Bible man, I'm leaving. The three of you can't. <laughs> the three of you can't see what happened because it fell on you, but the audience can see as a gelatinous oh, tofu cube <laughs> falls from the sky with a sickening plop and engulfs the three of you. Now, wait, hold on. Okay, so the three of you are going to take... (laughs) Not a good sign. Bad sign. Okay, so the three of you are going to take uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Good Lord. Still not that much. Uh, It's great to be a tank. You don't need to brag about all your great hit points all the time. I'm just saying I'm beef. I know, but you're cutting the tension. You know what I mean? Jeez. Just saying, I uh, thought he wanted go, to hurt me. We will go in order of dexterity saving throw for who goes next. Uh, Merle, you are engulfed in a giant cube of tofu. Uh, you can try and do stuff in here. You can't breathe, 
you can make a strength check to try and get out of the tofu, or you can make an action inside the tofu. <laughs> Isn't this more fun than fighting a pig? How about, um, could I start eating and try to eat my way out of the cube? You absolutely can start eating your way out of the cube. Let me just uh, look at my helpful reference sheet here to see how that would work. An uh, eating check. Yeah, sure. It would be constitution I for sure. it would be a constitution, just a, con not a saving throw, but a constitution just check. Yeah. Straight up constitution. Oh, no, you know what? Maybe it's, I'll give you a choice. It's either a constitution check or survival. Uh, I had better go with the um, I'm gonna guess constitution you. check. Okay. Let's see what you got. Uh, that is a 15 plus 2, that's 17. Okay. Describe this. You don't get out of the space. You do make, you eat a large cavity of cube. And it's, for you two, pretty weird. Uh, but he eats, I would say, a comfortable cavity inside of the tofu for the three of you to kind of be in together. Now, Griffin, let me ask you... Wait, I'm eating like... Oh, okay. That's not exactly eating my way out. Well, your sense of direction is not the best. Can I ask you a question? Seriously? Do you think in all our time together... Yeah. Magnus and Taco are in any way surprised by this behavior from Merle? No, not at all. That's what I I'm think saying. you were waiting for a cavity uh, to appear uh, around you inside of the sentient tofu cube. Yeah. As devoured by your small food. Thank you. Merle. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, remind me, which of you, you got a four taco on your deck's save? Y'all remember? It was not good. It was not. Seven, what seven. did you get? Nine. Nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt, thank you, everybody. You should Magnus. always be here. That's fantastic. Magnus, you are now within the cavity, the tofu cavity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nom, 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 nom. Worst ASMR ever. It's time to toast this tofu. Okay. I draw the flaming, raging, poisoning sword. Dim. Or, excuse me, the flaming, poisoning, raging sword of Dim. Yes, please. Stop. No, wait. I'm going to. Okay. Uh, okay. This is where we find out if this is a dream or not. Tofu has its own despicable place in the kitchen. Please don't destroy it. No, I'm not. I'm just going to slice it in half. Okay, great. I want you to make, before this Precision. happens, I want you to make a sleight of hand check. You were inside a cavity inside of a tofu cube with two friends, and this is a 20-foot long... It is a 16 plus 2, an 18. That's your sleight of hand check? Yep. Okay, it's like, it takes you a while to just like, get it without cutting your friends or burning them or killing you or killing them and killing everyone. You draw the flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom. You all can see each other now inside the tofu hole. Hey. hey, where do you want to get lunch? Um, we could go to the tofu hole. No, no, I've heard bad things about the tofu hole. I'm not hungry. Uh... Okay. I'm going to attempt to slice it in half. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll against the tofu cube that you're engulfed within. Uh, that is a 23 total. Fuck. You don't have to show me. I... Nah, he really does. Yeah, I really uh, do. Okay. Uh, 
suddenly the, the, the suffocating smell of tofu and the t- actual suffocating tofu that is suffocating you uh, is, is rent in half, uh, and two seared tofu halves just kind of fall to the side, leaving the three of you uh, again on the arena floor. Uh, and then the to- two tofu halves uh, sit back up, and now there's two sort of half tofu cubes uh, okay. that are going to... I attempt- use my second attack? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, that is a 28. Okay. Uh, and then that is uh, 28 points of damage as well. Uh, okay. One of the other tofu cubes get cut in half. Now there's one half tofu cube. And, and I, I'll just make it easy for you. I use my third attack. Okay. Uh, that's an 18 total. Uh, yeah, that's going to hit this tofu. Uh, and then uh, 32 damage. Yeah, okay, yeah. That tofu half, <laughs> it, it's like, okay, and it melts. Taco. Uh, I am going to cast Reduce on, wait, okay, wait. There's this two quarter four. tofus now. Please do some fractions. That's, <laughs> well, okay, I just assume that I didn't you destroy. Be you be quiet, there's a half, you killed all my tofu, I need this. I go. killed it, but it's not like I turned it to ash. You, he... Wait, was it sentient? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, hold on, Merle, 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 Merle. Now's the constant. Merle, 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 make another, make another Constitution saving throw, Merle, Merle, Merle. Daddy, make a Constitution saving throw. This one's gonna be digestive oh. in nature. Oh God. <laughs> That's a 10. Okay. You see Merle look like he's sick for a second, and then he stands up straight, and he's like, oh, actually, I'm feeling just fine. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. I chopped Merle in half. Wait. Thank you. Thank you. You, got, you all appreciate me when no one else does. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I did say not again. It was very funny. What do you want to do now? Uh, it's up to you. Two quarter tofu cubes and one apparently tofu possessed Merle. Okay, that's not my problem. Uh, so I'm going to move on to the to. There's two quarter tofu cubes. Yes. How big are they? Uh, mm, waist high. Okay, I'm going to cast reduce on one of them. Okay. And I'm going to put it in my bag. Okay. He's still blurping around in there. Let him. With the fruit and vegetable corpses and, uh, yeah, and the oats and the moldy, or the, what did you get? The bread rolls and crackers and moldy bread. Uh, so you have that going for you. Okay. Uh, well, that's my time. Hey, <laughs> it seems like uh, Merle is possessed by tofu, so I don't know what you got planned. I don't have mad, I don't, unless I can cut it out of him. <laughs> I don't have anything to add here, Magic Man. Please. Are you the key master? Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Maybe if I hit him hard enough please, in the tummy, you, he'll throw please, up. Please, Merle, you have to fight. Please. You have to fight back against it. Gozer? Okay. You have to fight back against it, Merle. Summon all your strength or whatever. Actually, okay, we're running over time. Merle, you feel the tofu inside you go, I actually don't want to be in here anymore. Well, you got two ways to go, pal. Make and I'm not going to do one of them on stage. Griffin, as the tofu, make a constitution saving throw to see which end of Merle 
That's a three, so I don't know if that's good or bad. That's the, that's the back. Can we just say that, that there's a whistle that blows and Gorgon Ramsey leans down, he's like, oh, what's, what's the problem? Oh, you need to take a 10-2, a little bathroom break? Sure. Okay. Actually, I do, yes. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, then we'll pause production for just a moment while Merle goes uh, backstage and deals with this, uh, this problem. I'll be honest, been doing this show for 200 years, never seen this happen before. <laughs> never had a sentient bathroom break? No, so we're going to, this will be delicate for both you and the sentient tofu, so we'll take a brief break, during which the audience can go and maybe use the bathroom themselves. Or, or buy, buy some, posters. Or buy some lovely posters uh, outside, and we'll be back in a little bit. Does that sound good? Okay, sounds good to me. We'll be right back. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago. We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people, all on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called After Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a, it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know, it sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Thank you to all of you, holy shit, for coming. This has been so much fun. Uh, thank you to the Orpheum. Thank you to Paul and to Amanda and to Rachel. And, and to Storm. We never thank Storm for letting Paul come to the show. Yeah, thanks, Storm, for giving Paul time off. <laughs> giving us visitation. Thank you to our families who have, who have traveled with us. Thank you to... Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis for doing it. So right. All right. I have... I, there's a... There's an Thank you to Zach Sterling, the posters. Thank Zach you to Zach Sterling, Sterling for these beautiful posters. Get them if they're still there. Okay. There's an encounter that we should skip for time, but I don't want to. Merle 
poops. And then we're on to the next encounter. Well, wait a minute. Let's not just breeze through that. No, we are going that. to breeze right through that. Uh, you all enter an antechamber from the Colosseum, and it is musty and foul. It's a barn-like habitat with an enormous Oh, no, mound. this is where Merle used the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's an enormous mound of hay positioned, thanks, I forgot, on the back wall, flanked by sconces. As you enter, the gate... pronounced scones. Sconces. The gates of the arena slam shut, and something within the hay pile shifts its weight. As the mound collapses, you see the figure it was obfuscating. A 30-foot-long, black-and-white spotted dragon with long horns and swollen udders dangling from its abdomen. A neon sign illuminates behind it, flashing two words. Procure dairy. You know what? I'm going to do a sleight of hand check to milk that cow snake. Not the first time I've said that sentence. To milk that what? Cow snake? It's a, dra- it's a cow dragon. Sure. That's not as fun to say. Okay, it is to me, and it's more important that you know that this does dragon stuff too. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay, sure, didn't change your mind at all. I love it, that's very Magnus. It's an 11 plus two, 13. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah, I'm man. I'm going to do roll indomitable. Okay. What's that do? Uh, let's me re-roll, and I have to use the second one. Okay, fun. Okay. 17 plus 2, a 19. I used up my one indomitable to milk the cow snake. Um, okay. Dragon. I mean, you get... You I get, said what I said. You get a hand on that udder, and the cow dragon looks down at you like... What are you fucking doing? Listen, it, you don't like it? I don't like it? Look at the sign. Uh, Would you get a 17? 19 total. 19? Um, yeah, I mean, you... That you, was so clearly, I don't want this to be a success, but I can't justify what are you? Not. What are you collecting the stuff, the fluid, the milk, into? The bucket they have there? Sure, yeah, there's a bucket. There would have to there be. There would have to be a bucket. It'd be ridiculous if there wasn't a bucket. Thank you, guys. <laughs> dumb, dumb, come on. Uh, yeah, you start collecting dragon milk. Now, Taco and Merle. Yeah. This dragon doesn't love this. Uh, looks down like, eh, this is it. Mm, now, I, when, in Stardew Valley, when I milk my cows, they love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like it is confused and maybe a little bit agitated. What do you two do? What's huh. wrong, big guy? Do you speak draconic? That's a good question. Do you speak cow? Common, dwarvish, elvish. No. Can I justify I learned draconic? Fuck from no, you Carrie? can't. No. My best friend. No. Merle casts animal friendship. Okay. I'm just Googling what animal friendship does. Uh, the animal lets you convince a beast you mean it no harm. Yeah, okay. Uh, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's an 11. That's not going to do it. No, you're, that doesn't do it. You're a big boy. Okay, it is, uh, it, is, it, is, it is chill with you. Well, I need to... Can I... May I talk to it? Uh, no, but you can... It's not going to devour you immediately. Can I just interject and say I just realized I chose to do sleight of hand instead of animal handling or something like that? Yeah, so you're so, like... So instead doing of some just close-up up magic... Doing it, the dragon was like about to attack and then looked down like, what? 
and I was already melting. Uh, the it's cow, okay. The cow dragon leans its head down toward you, Merle. Oh, come on. Let us have some milk. Magnus, you notice that the milk is melting through the bucket. Oh, acid milk. It's cow dragon milk, yes. Taco, what do you do? It's melting through the bucket. Huh? Yeah, it is. I wait, oh man, I got a lot of spells, but I only have dumb ones. I, yeah, I decided once, once that again, just to follow up, Justin did say before we started, I'm only going to learn dumb spells. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting more into like preparing spells sure, sure. and I only prepare dumb ones. <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you don't prepare spells, but thank I you. I do indeed. Okay. Um, this, this was a mistake. I should have skipped this fucking encounter. Oh, you know what, Griffin? Yeah? I put it in the tankard of potent drink. Okay. That I have... It is a magical, super rare item that I have. <laughs> and therefore cannot be melted by dragon milk? That was my hope, yes. Okay, I'll allow it. But mostly because I want to get out of this I scene. I know, that's why I said it. You all collect the dragon milk inside the... That's and it. the dragon is glad it happened. Yeah, the dragon's like, well, thank you. Uh, and you make your way up a staircase. As you leave the room, the dragon shifts its weight and some of the hay falls aside and a refrigerator appears filled with all kinds of milk and butter. And Damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. We've got to look around more. Why wouldn't we milk a dragon? You make your way to the top of the ziggurat where... Waiting for you is a full kitchen filled with milk. Shining, Sound effects. Shining chrome appliances. All you could ever want from a kitchen. Stove. Does it do the thing where the door slides into it? Oh, that? yeah. It's got that great British bake-off is shit. There, is there a... That's the dream! A cherry red KitchenAid stand mixer? Yes. yes. With the paddle attachment? Yes, the paddle attachment is there. Uh, and it is all ready for you to go. All the ingredients disappear from your bag and appear on a big table in front of the cooking station. There's fruits and vegetables. There's moldy bread and some crackers and some dead oats. Tofu? There's some tofu, some sizzling, possibly inedible dragon milk. Is that it? Yes, I think so. Wheat. Yes, some, some toasted wheat. Some toasted wheat. There's a sign hanging over the cooking station that lights up. There's this isn't your mother's kitchen, so clean up the dishes yourself. The first thing that appears is a timer that says 30 minutes and 7 seconds on it. And also, a sign that says, cook. Begin. Well, okay, one? let me think. Uh, we don't have a lot of options. There's moldy bread, vegetables and fruits. Yeah. Tofu, we should have gotten a protein. Why didn't we get a protein? Tofu's a protein. Come on. <laughs> Even the vegans are like, come on. Okay. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. What's wrong, Taco? Flashback. Hey, Mr. Taco, can I have some of the chicken, please? Sorry, what is this? What is this scene you're doing? This is um this is a flashback to Taco's last performance. <laughs> when, when a tiny robot asks for chicken, I guess. Okay. 
Uh, and you're my assistant. No, this is a 45-year-old man in the audience. Uh, Can I hear it again? Chicken, please. Chicken, please? Yeah, he's asking for the chicken you've cooked for him. Oh, I would, but I have nothing to hand it to you in. I have no vessels. I didn't bring any of my bowls. And I, I know, I know. I have bread, but only the lowest low-rent chefs would ever use bread as a bowl. As God is my witness, <laughs> I will never, ever, ever, well, ever, ever, ever use inedible bread as a bowl. And that's when... <laughs> And that's when uh, a, a deity appears to you. Hey, it's me, Pan. And it's a new era. It's the Pan era. Oh, it's time no, for you to use... No. All right. You're Man. Right. You're I'm right. the dad joke guy. This is the Pan era. I'm doing it. Okay. You, I'm making bread bowls. You husk out the dirty parts of the bread to make delicious bread bowls. Merle and Magnus, you are sous chefs in this uh, competition. What are you doing to these ingredients? I am going to take the apple. Yes. And the oats. Yes. And make an apple cobbler. I'm going to make some poison cow butter to make a cobbler. Okay. You... Only one dish is required for you. This is just for me. Save, save me an oat. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You make a cobbler. Why the fuck not? Roll a. Roll a. Uh, fuck. Justin, what would you roll for cooking? Uh, probably. Strength. <laughs> yeah. Roll, be, str roll strength, and then we'll act it out. I think it would probably be dexterity or no, history. No, this is good. Roll strength. Oh, good. The natural one, Griffin. Sometimes the dice tell the story. Yeah. Taco and Merle, you see him grab, sorry, sorry, Taco, all the oats and the apple and just go, cobbler time. <laughs> I'm going to wreck it. Soon the set is covered in apple and oats. None of it is edible. Merle, I'll say some of the dragon milk is still left over. Merle, what are you doing? Um, Merle looks at the tofu and feels a certain emptiness inside. Uh, but are we not going to have like appetizers or anything? One dish. Don't get ambitious. <laughs> you have very few ingredients now. Oh, do I? Yeah. Merle casts Hero's Feast. You had all the clues. Sirrah. All right. A feast. And makes those little chicken livers wrapped in bacon. A Wait, what? That's not a thing, Dad. A feast fit for heroes appears on the table in front of you, and the audience goes completely silent. Shh. And then you hear a click, and there's a red light cast upon you now, and when you look up, you see that the sign above you has changed. It no longer reads cook. Now it reads kill. 
and a light illuminates the pantheon of shame. And three of the statues come to life and in a flash appear atop the ziggurat in front of you, ready for battle. The first, well, I'll introduce them. You see Gorgon Ramsey lean down and he says, oh, you didn't think it would be that easy, did you? A first combatant. Yeah. And you see uh, a, a man with uh, just sort of red hair and tentacles hanging down from his mouth. He says, welcome to the arena. Bobby Mindflay. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a burst of flame and a warlock with a robe of living fire appears in front of you. And he says, it's time for diners, drive-ins, and die! It's Guy Fiery! And then there's a purple wisp. No. <laughs> and appearing in front of you, Taco. No. Is a man with short, curly, dark hair and two bandoliers filled with various spices. And he shouts, let's incrementally increase the flavor, bang! And Gorgon Ramsey says, it's ephemeral legacy. No! <sighs> Roll initiative. Seventeen. Twenty-two. Jesus. Woo! Yeah, right when I need it the most. <laughs> All right, nope. uh, you're first up, Taco. Yeah. I just have so many spells, and if one of the People who just hits things could go first. That would You're give me more time. Here's what, here's what I will say. You can also take a cooking action. You could delay your turn. Wait, or you what? Can delay wait, your wait, turn. wait, 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 wait. Cooking action. What do you think that means, Dan? Why are you perplexed by those two words? There's no, 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 no. 22 minutes left on the clock. I was just trying to throw a little okay, pregnant I pause search, I want to search for a, uh, uh, an oat. That is yeah, you got an oat. There's uh, one oat that survived. He was still alive, and he was it's crawling. It's okay, he's dead. He was crawling away with one arm. But it, then he dies of natural causes. And then he dies of natural causes. Okay, I cast Polymorph on the dead oat. Okay. And I'm going to change him to a dead chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you're polymorphing it, are you changing it into a dead cooked chicken of some no, sort? No, the cooked chicken is not a creature. Okay, a cr fine. A creature is chicken. But it's already dead, so you don't have to get all weird about it. We can all agree a dead oat is fine, right? So via the transitive property... You didn't have a problem with it when it was an oat. Okay, you have a dead chicken. What are you doing to it? Uh, I'm... We'll I, say it's already been prepared for cooking and stuff, so we don't have to get even grosser. Okay. Uh, I am putting it in a pot with some of the vegetables. Okay. And cook Cooking it. 101, baby. Cook it. You got it. No, wait. Aromatics first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oil. With a little bit of the cow butter. What? The cow dragon butter. Butter? Yes. Oh, we turned it right. Okay. Yes. I put a little bit of the dragon cow butter. Okay. 
in He's a Gorgon. You didn't let me finish the sentence. In the trash can. No, you put your foot <laughs> in the uh, you, you get all that sizzle, sizzling up, and it's starting to smell uh, starting to smell aromatic. It's starting to smell pretty good. Make a dexterity saving throw. Just do a quick one of those, no big. That's a 20. Holy shit. You, you don't even have to look up because you can smell him coming. You smell the potent spices as ephemeral Lagasse floats up towards you and tries to throw a spray of spicy dust both into your face and into the pot that you are cooking, rendering it inedibly spicy. But you catch him just without looking. What, what happens in that moment of connection? I turn around and blow it in his face. And for, before it hits his face, he looks at you and nods. You've, you've learned well. Bang. I'm trying to actually move on past that. You said it five minutes ago. Did he die it's, from that? It's been an important... <laughs> <laughs> he floats away from the ziggurat. Hey, I, no hard feelings. Uh... Magnus doesn't know who either of the other two are. Okay. And so he's going to attack Bobby Mindflayer. Okay, let's see. Let's have it. Um, it's just Bobby Mindflay, but that's okay. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Flaming Raging Punches for Doom. That is a 22. Okay. And that is... Those are mm, some loud magic dice. 36 points of damage. Okay. And then that's a 27. He's got a lot of franchisees that are relying on him. You realize that, right? What about all the Bobby's burgers? And then that's 27 points of damage. God almighty. And then that's a 26. Oh, no. I, I see Bobby play actually slowly walking 34 points of damage. Is he dead? Is he dead? It matters. This is a challenge level seven. In okay, a and then I'm going to take my action surge. Should have uh, just told that's him an yes, 18. he was dead. Yeah. Buckle up. Um, that's 31 points of damage. If you could read the actions and available then a to Bobby play. He has no, one sorry. called he has 26, one, sorry. He has one called Extract Brain. You don't want to find out what that does? <laughs> uh, I think we can get it from context. 30, 32 points of damage. <laughs> That's uh, 17. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many is that? A billion and 50. 31 points he's of fucking, damage. He's dead. He's fucking dead. He died. <laughs> I want to be clear to you. Magnus did that completely separated from emotion. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he, having been stabbed and cut and slashed and burned and poisoned a hundred times, takes a step back and he bumps into Guy Fiery. And as he does, he is consumed in Guy Fiery's brilliant flames as he triples in size and turns into a raging fire elemental. 
He is next in the order, unless you have a seventh attack you'd like to make. Uh, yes. How? Tell me what. No, just, I, I don't. You just want that to be true. Uh, okay, he is, uh, okay, let's see. Guy Fiery. What can Guy Fiery do? Uh, he is going to reach two flaming arms in the air. With one, he is going to touch you, Magnus. With the other, he is going to try and touch the workstation upon which the bread bowl and chicken and vegetables <gasps> are being cooked. Magnus, first attack is a 26 versus AC. That hits. That is going to be. Oh boy. Uh, 28 points of fire damage. Um, I'm going, because I'm a defender. Oh, okay. Will you allow me to use my reaction to take the hit if he tries to hit the kitchen? It'll be a critical hit against okay. you. Okay. Ooh, hey, boy. listen, when you're a tank, you do that. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh... 65 points of fire damage? Thank you. I'm still up. Okay, so he... He touches you with one flaming finger, and then you just get hit with fire, and you're like, whatever, that's a Tuesday for me. And then you leap in front of the other flaming finger before it touches the bread bowl, and you are immolated. Uh, and you, you land singed, but still awake. Uh, next in the order is Merle. And I, wait, to be fair, I laugh. <laughs> okay. He's going to action Because surge. the fire has driven him insane. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Merle, you are up next. Uh, Merle casts Guardian of Faith. Okay. In the form of uh, Giada de Laurentiis. Hell yes. Okay. And she turns to Bobby Mindflay. Who is dead. dead. She turns. Ephemeral Lagasse. She continues to turn past the corpse of she Bobby Mindflay. She turns again. This time she turns towards uh, Emeril Lagasse. Ephemeral Lagasse, who's floating in the sky, still scraping at his own face. And um, says... Uh, gosh, I really hadn't realized Blobby Mindfly was gone. You say Blobby? Blobby. If she wants to do something to his scorched corpse. She falls on her guardian knees beside it and weeps bitter tears. To okay. what end? Well, because they know they won't have a second season of Bobby and Giada go to Italy. His, okay, you hey, Dad, see, your turn's done. You see... The corpse. Sit up. And a charred skull says, um, hey, thanks. Um, that was pretty rough. Um, so now he's on our side. Being cut and slashed and stabbed and burned and poisoned and then burned again quite badly by my very good friend Guy Fiery. Maybe it was that betrayal that hurt the very most, but no, actually, it was the seven attacks that I suffered at the hands six. of the big... My apologies, the six attacks. Thank you. 
I have decided to be a good guy now. Um, <laughs> and, and Giada says, I always knew you were a good guy, Bobby. Yeah. My brain extracting days are behind me. To whatever aid I can help you with, uh, you have my sword. And he holds up an arm and it just falls off because it's so horribly burnt. What do you, he, ha- he walks over to you, Taco, and he says, what do you need? Can you pass the soul? Sure. He spills a little bit on himself and then he's like, ow! Uh, he hands you the salt. And he says, is that it? I am celebrity chef Bobby Mindflay. I can do a whole lot more stuff than that. And the pepper. He hands you the pepper. Now, cook this good. <laughs> and I hand him uh, the, some more bread to hollow out. I don't know. No, sear this off. And I hand him the tofu. Okay, he starts searing off the tofu. Good. Good. Uh, back to the top of the order is taco. Perfect. I'm going to cast a spell. Have you heard? Oh, you've heard of spells. I'm going to cast Conjure Elemental. Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought it could help me. I thought it would be a funny way of like overzealously cooking. Uh, But now I'm going to use it for this, for the fight. (laughs) Okay. Who's the elemental now? Uh, Guy Fiery. Yeah. I want you to meet my friend. And I... Summon a, I conjure a water elemental. This is wet freezer carrion. <laughs> Say it again. Say wet, it. Wet freezer carrion. Like Jeffrey's a carrion, but I changed it to wet freezer carrion. My other option was Stormy Moto. Uh, that Chef would be Stormy a- Moto? Are you sure you don't want to do Chef Stormy Moto? Yes, okay, I will summon Iron Chef Stormy Moto. <laughs> If you were reading Wet Freeze Carrion, it would have landed for you, I promise. It's very good in my head. Uh, but Stor- Iron Chef Stormy Moto. Okay. Iron Chef Stormy Moto. What does is, what is Iron Chef Stormy Moto look like? What is this? He water- looks like Morimoto, the human chef. Yeah, but. But it's wet. That is what he's <laughs> called on the show. It's a- Will you face off against human chef Morimoto? No, 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 no. no. So it's Chef Masu- Masuhara Morimoto. But he just got out of the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's huge. He might just be sweaty. Okay. No, 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 no. wetter than that? Okay. It's extremely wet. Are you looking at what the water elemental can do? Or is this up to me to... Yeah, you could just do it on your own. Okay, sure. I uh, didn't know that was an option. And you want him to attack the fire elemental? Is that what I'm yes. assuming? Okay, roll... Uh, Wait. I'm not up on my, is water, I know the opposites. Um, Is fire hurt water or earth hurt fire? One way to find out. Roll a a d20 as uh, (laughs) Iron Chef Stormy Moto uh, slams one of his giant uh, wet appendages into Guy Fiery. That is a 18... That is definitely a hit. Okay. Uh, roll, uh, roll 3d8. Oh, man. Okay, 3d8 gets me 15. F- f- how much? 15. 15. Okay, and now double that 30, 30. points of uh, 30 points for the two attacks, and then double that again for the susceptibility that fire elements yes! have to water. 
Now, can you describe how the water elemental attacks Just Guy Fieri? No, yeah, he gets out a bottle of his delicious sake and he takes a knife in the other hand and he just uh, punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Guy Fiery is still standing. Um, Magnus. Magnus? Magnus of Burnside. <laughs> Magnus. How much is he still standing? He is smaller now, but he is still a living thing. And he still looks mad at you and... Chef Stormimoto and the chicken and the bread bowl. In that order. That's his threat list right now. Merle is not on it. <laughs> Merle is at the bottom beneath the chicken and the bread bowl. So to recap, it goes Magnus, Taco, Chef Stormimoto, some chicken, a bread bowl, and then Merle at the bottom of the threat list. Maybe he should let the tofu make the list. See who's the more dangerous. <laughs> the tofu's threat list is Merle, and that's the end of the list. Um, the tofu knows things about Merle <laughs> that no one should know. What someone's teeth feel like. Yeah. Moving through them. Magnus. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna attack him. Okay. Whoa. With a weapon. Yeah. And try to hit him. Okay. Okay. Y'all like that? All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a rail splitter. Mm. 17. Okay. So actually, it would be 18, 17, 16. Uh, all three of those hit. Yay! Three, 14. Uh, and then 26 plus. Uh, Let's uh, say eight feels Plus good. 15, so uh, 41 total. It's actually 20 points. He has resistance to all non-magical attacks. Yikes. Hey, Griffin. Yeah. Hey, I'm just going hey, by Gr the rule. Uh, I, I don't no, make the rules. I didn't make up the, the guy. Shade. I didn't make up the guy. Hey, Griffin, just between us? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Hey, if you had attacked... Hey, can I tell you this, though? If you had attacked him with uh, Flaming Raging Poison Sword of Doom, he has immunities to poison and fire. So at least you got some damage on the yeah, board. Yeah, but I was, I was trying to be cool to you. Yeah. And then you embarrassed me in front of everyone. Can it be double damage? These people got to get home. They got babysitters. Go! We only uh, got four minutes and 39 seconds left. Next in the order is the fire elemental. Okay. The he guy. gives up and walks away. <laughs> guy Fiery, uh, realizing that things are not going particularly well, he does a sort of flammability scan, and he does see a nice piece of tinder in front of him. It is the soulwood arm of Merle High Church. So... Ignoring his threat list, he is going to try and burn the only burnable thing he sees in sight. He is going to attack Merle High Church two times. Whoa. That is a nat 20. Whoa. As a defender, yeah. I impose disadvantage on that attack. That is a 24. You're welcome. <laughs> what a lifesaver. That could have been so bad. You, yeah. Uh, that is, uh, oh, that's just seven points of fire damage for the first attack. 
The second attack is a nat 20. I believe you're on your own. <laughs> How you doing over there, Merle? Good, 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 good. How's your Sudoku going? What's up? Uh, this is, this is going to be 25 points of fire damage. Still up? I'm still up. Okay, right, good. I was right. a little worried, actually, for a second. Uh, Merle, your arm... He didn't, he didn't hear no bell, Peppers. Your arm is on fire, my man. What do you do? It's your turn, Merle. Okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. Hey, just a quick reminder. Your tank's down to like 15 points of health. Two minutes remaining. Okay. I am going to cast uh, Create Water. But instead of putting my own arm out, I'm going to create water around Guy Fiery. Okay. What's it look like? What is the shape of water? It is... I'm... I'm making it in the shape of a big colander. Okay. With holes in it? No, no. You know what it is? It's one of those things where you cover the dish when you bring it up to serve dinner. A cloche? You know, is that what it's called? A cloche? Yeah. And it's... I'm ramming it down on Guy Fiery's head. And I do it so hard that it splashes back on me and also puts my arm out. Yeah. We have a minute and seven seconds. An aquatic dome splashes over Guy Fiery, leaving nothing but steam in its wake. And the sign clicks again and says, cook. There's 56 seconds left on the clock. My dish is done, right? Is it? Yeah. Finishing touches. Plating. I'm plating it. A squirt of a sauce. I fire the whole thrower and dump Merle's meal into it. <laughs> dump what? Merle's whole meal. It just goes right there. <laughs> so- <laughs> and then I put my bread ball tofu right down in the middle of the table <laughs> and raise my hand. And I eat my gross cobbler with the glutton's fork. I would put my terrible tofu up against it. Merle's fake magic meal. Wait. I cast Distort Value, 7th level. <laughs> On the food. I increase its value uh, by half with the help of illusory uh, uh, touches and flourishes. <laughs> Show me. S- what? Show me. Cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doubling, doubling the object's perceived value. A siren goes off, and Gorgon Ramsey leans down, and he looks at your dish, and he says, it's time for the judging. And he just kind of scoops it all up. (laughs) This big, this big pile of food with a tofu chicken bread bowl in the middle of it. And first he holds it up to his snakes, and his snakes all have some. And then he shovels it into his giant maw. And he closes his eyes. And he remembers. What? A time when he was just a wee lad. And he fell fell off his bike and scraped his knee. Yes. Gorgon. And his 
his mummy yeah. scooped him up and said, don't, don't worry, dearie. Mummy will make your favorite tonight. Also, don't look in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And that night, he sat down with a Band-Aid on his knee and ate his big food mess with a tofu bowl. It's a bread bowl with tofu, but go on. And a gross, gross burnt cobbler that he hated. And a gross cobbler that he hated to be eating. And then he looks over while eating his favorite meal and sees the charred corpse of celebrity chef Bobby Mindflay as a child. And his eyes open. And rays of light shoot out of his snakes. And he says, that was absolutely... Disgusting. I stab him. Delicious. Confetti and sparks and fireworks and fire and balloons start shooting out of the ziggurat in all directions. The noise is so loud that in his Hollywood mansion, (laughs) celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay awakes from a dream. It was a dream! And he takes his headphones off and says, I've listened to too much Adventure Zone. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for coming. This has been a blast. Goodbye, Minneapolis.